Hello everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good whatever time of the day you are listening to this and welcome to Volatile, ah, I forgot the name of my podcast, Jesus, <laughs> welcome to Volatile Times with Daniel Podcast, hope you have been well and for those that it matters to, happy Pride Month. Now, before I get into what this episode is about or rather the talking points for this episode, uh... I want to say there might be a little bit of hypocrisy with this episode, you know, apart from the self-hypocrisy that I'm going to be calling myself out on and other Christians and probably non-Christians too concerning LGBT matters. There's also the hypocrisy of I am doing this during Pride Month, you know, maybe subconsciously I want this to blow, so probably to blow during Pride Month, but then also kind of like why did i wait until pride month to do this because i've actually had this in mind for a while that i wanted to talk about it but hey it seems appropriate to do it during pride month so why not right so yeah uh so anyway yeah that's basically it another thing i think i would like to point out in form of a disclaimer is kind of whatever it is i talk about in this episode i talk about also kind of putting myself in the situation i am talking about about the same people i am talking about i put myself in there so any criticism towards christians that come in this episode trust me it's something i also label towards myself or it's something i've been labeling towards myself for a while so do not take this as oh he's a liberal christian that just wants to attack conservative christians or anything like that no i'm just I'm trying to bring this from a talking point of Christian theology and also Christian teachings, you know, Christian doctrines, basically, what would Jesus do and all those kind of things. And, you know, kind of trying to balance the equation between both sides, because in a sense, I think while some of the criticism labeled towards the LGBT community by Christians are quite justified from their perspective, I think there's also an element of hypocrisy in this, in our call-out culture and our cancel culture towards the LGBT community and just how we tend to frame it. And so this podcast is basically a conversation around LGBT content and how we kind of want to ban all those things under the tag of let's protect the children. This is going to be a lot. This is going to be emotionally taxing for me and also mentally taxing because I'm going to be subconsciously trying not to offend anybody with this episode. But at the same time, I am going to speak what my thoughts are on the issue, on the matter and the hypocrisy I have seen and how we are not justified enough to use children as the, uh, should I say, driving force behind our agendas. Yeah. Okay, with that said, let's get into this. Okay, so I do not think that I need to start defining what these two groups stand for or what they mean maybe what they stand for is not what i should be defining but what they mean i mean who isn't familiar with the lgbt community (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, in some sense, you know what the LGBT community is. is a bunch of ragtags that call themselves gays, queers, transgender, lesbian, everything. And then we also know there is a second group, Christians, you know those who belong to i think the world's largest religious group christians come in different denominations come in different sects etc etc i'm not about to talk about different sects of christians and different aspects of the lgbt community (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) i can create an entire podcast just based on one of those groups no Anyway, like I said before, I don't think I need to start explaining what these two groups are so we can wipe that off the slate of conversation for this episode. I am here to talk about our reaction towards the LGBT community as Christians. I am majorly holding Christians accountable to what I am going to be saying in this episode. So I am not about to hold non-Christians to the standards of Christendom because I just don't think it is right to do that for to hold people up to the standards of God when they do not believe in said God or they do not follow the edict of said God. With that said, now onto the debauchery. Okay. <sighs> I don't know how to start this because I'm actually scared to start this. I have, I have been apprehensive about talking about this for a little while. So forgive me if I tend to pause a lot or if this seems to drag on slow at the beginning. I'm honestly trying to get out of that funk to be able to talk about this properly. So this might go long a little bit. Take your time to listen to it. Don't worry. I won't fault you for pausing and coming back to it throughout the weeks. Yeah. Okay, so LGBT content ranges in forms of movies, series, you know. I remember when we started seeing more LGBT characters on screen, being proud and gay and everything, being as destructive and campy as possible. And anybody that really knows me knows I love Thai BLs a lot because those things are campy as hell. But then I remember a certain discussion I had with a friend, uh, and this was around the time when Jonathan Kent, who is this comical son of Superman, was touted as by the writer at the time to be bisexual, not even gay, bisexual. You know, basically he's into guys, he's into girls. If you don't know what that is, Google it. So, and I remember the outrage. And personally, I did not care. So, at first, I couldn't really relate to the outrage behind that. And you know i was discussing with my friend he came from you know looking at dr strange and everything as witchcraft and everything and which that's a different kind of worms but yes coming back to the whole superman jonathan Kent thing you know and then i was like but it's not superman though so it's not like as if they are corrupting superman superman it is not clark kent clark kent as a as an image as a character still is there jonathan kent is a different character altogether so why does it matter if he is bisexual you know and then they were like yeah but he's going to be inheriting the mantle of superman you know it doesn't make it any different they are trying to ruin this and that and that and that and while yes i am all up for maybe marginalized groups should create their own new characters instead of turning already white characters in tv to black or taking white troops and then blackening them you understand kind of like how we whitewash things I didn't see the problem behind it and then we started discussing our discussions you know went into different aspects of this entire thing and at some point it came to the point of yeah but you know children will now see this kids will see this and then they will now etc 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 
fill in the gaps. At that point was where red flags, my alarm started going up. And I was like, yeah, but why do we always use kids as an excuse to express our our disdain and disapproval towards LGBT content and LGBT characters and basically LGBT community at large? Why do we think that LGBT-like content and in general the existence of LGBT people are inherently a danger to children and why do we also feel justified to weaponize children for our agendas against the LGBT community? You know, that was a question that I have, you know, turned and turned around in my head actually for years, even before the conversation. So. I would like to explore that a little bit, but then before I do um, move on to the children argument, I'd like to talk about why I think we are hugely against gay people. One Now, when I say gay people, I'm talking about the LGBT community at general, but it's just, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable saying LGBT community over and over and over again. Not because I am inherently uncomfortable with the idea that somebody is gay or anything like that but just i don't know i'm just using to say gay people and using the term gay people as a general reference for everybody associated in the lgbt community so if you're part of the lgbt community forgive me <laughs> i i don't know any better <laughs> okay god i'm so nervous talking about this okay let's move on why first off are you so bothered about the existence of gay people now 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 before you quote me the bible dear christians i'd like to ask you this question do you think that you are truly honoring the word of god do you think that your how should i say it your disdain for lgbt community is motivated by scriptures purely by scriptures or maybe there are other factors societal and probably cultural factors that are part of this and part of the reason why you are so against the existence of the lgbt community you know i would like to think that the one reason why we are so hung up on you know the immorality of being gay and homosexual and etc etc is not because we are honoring the word of god or we would like to uphold the moral justice of god i think we are very very critical condemning and also kind of just overally overall disdainful towards lgbt characters in real life and also in fiction because homosexuality and its other forms is the one sin that the majority is not committing let me let me explain you can call out a liar you can call out a cheater you can call out a thief you can call out somebody who bears false witness you can call out somebody who fornicates you can call out somebody who i don't know lusts uncontrollably you can call out somebody for their porn addiction but most likely whatever sin you are going to be calling somebody out for you can see an image of yourself in the person You call out somebody for lying, but you are also a liar. You call out somebody for stealing, but you are also a thief because you've stolen once. You might not be stealing currently, but you've done so before. I used to teach at a teenage church, you know, back in my hometown. And whenever we talk about sin, I always tell people that as Christians, many of us do not understand the gravity and the extent to which sin goes and is present in our daily lives. 
Have you ever downloaded a song online before? Have you ever downloaded it without actually buying it from the store? Have you ever downloaded it on one of those sites, nigerloaded.com or whatever? That is theft because you have stolen a product from somebody who has released it online for sale. You have stolen a means of income from somebody who is supposed to be getting their income. Now, it's a different ball game when we are talking about actually do the artists get their money from, you know, you that buy the song or something. I'm not about to talk about that because that's not an area that I'm really educated on. But then still again, back to my example of downloading songs online illegally, that's piracy, that's theft. You are a sinner by that count. You are a thief by that count. It is very difficult to call out somebody who is corrupt because we can we can see an image of ourselves in their corruption because we are also guilty of something similar. But then when you just oppose yourself as a straight person, a straight Christian, when you just oppose yourself against somebody who is gay, you can't see an image of yourself in their homosexuality because when you look at the sin of homosexuality, it is the one sin you are not guilty of. You've never kissed a man. You've never slept with somebody of the same sex. You've never desired somebody of the same sex that way. You've never desired to love and be in a romantic entanglement with somebody of the same sex. So by that count, we see ourselves as being morally superior. We see ourselves as being morally pure, morally exempt from this one sin. And as history will tell us, you know, as we see this with racism, we see this with oppression and every single thing, we see this with prejudice. The majority would always come together to oppress the minority simply because of that one thing that the minority does that the majority doesn't. So, you see everybody is torn up with calling out corruption, calling out this, pointing at somebody's sin. You know, like Jesus Christ said, remove the log from your own eye before you remove... Sorry, is it remove the branch from your own eye before you remove the log? I do, I'm paraphrasing, but you get what I mean. You know, look at yourself before you look at somebody else. And when we look at ourselves, we do not see the rainbow. <laughs> but when we look at other people, we see the rainbow. In fact, we see a defilement of the image of God. And then we feel ourselves justified to express hate, to express disdain, to express vitriol towards people like that. After all, homosexuality is the one thing God can never convict you of. Because you're not a cocksucker. Pause. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. Feeling thirsty? Go and grab a glass of water. It's fine. You can pause. I'll wait. Done? Okay. Let's continue. And so in that we see this element of moral superiority that we express, right? So when, when you see a gay person, you never think to yourself, oh, I'm also a sinner, also undeserving of God's love, also undeserving of God's salvation. I, I am saved. I am exempt. I am better. I am much more morally superior. I am not guilty of this sin, this sin that is so visible. You know, sometimes when you tell a lie, the effect and even the lie itself are not so easily discerned, especially if you are good at lying. But with homosexuality, once it reveals itself, it reveals itself. It's a stigma. It's something you can't erase. It's as 
many of many people will take it nowadays is part of identity. We are not gay. So we cannot be concerned with the worries of gay people, or rather, we cannot be concerned of how our speech and how our actions affect gay people because after all we are simply speaking the word of god hey the bible says it's a sin right the bible says you know people who are effeminate will not go is it effeminate or homosexual i think some versions use homosexual will not enter the kingdom of god but we forget that it also says he who lost he who is adulterous he who lies he who he who steals all these kind of things all sin will not enter the kingdom of god and another aspect to this is also culture you know many of us our vitriol our reaction to lgbt things is not necessarily just scriptural in its nature it is also cultural our culture does not allow for some of these things and so we have a cultural response a cultural disdain towards this thing but then the next question i would like to ask us christians is this do you really think Christ will approve of any of your homophobic rhetoric. I mean, I say homophobic rhetoric, I do not speak about the parts where you say, according to the Bible and according to Christian doctrine, homosexuality is a sin. I do not count that as being homophobic because that is a religious belief, right? It is grounded in religious doctrine. People of the LGBT might not like it, homosexual people might not like it, gay people might not like it, but it is what it is according to Christendom right it is an ideology according to christendom so take it as that i don't see that as homophobic but then in many christian circles even with some of my christian friends and i find it hard to call this out in person because you know it's uncomfortable to call people out in person as i've realized over time you see them talk about gay people and or should i say we christians talk about gay people as as if we are talking about shit as if we are talking about the most disgusting people that could ever live. We talk about these people like as if they are not actual people. In fact, some of us go as far as to debase and dehumanize gay people simply because they are homosexuals. But according to the Bible, all sins are equal, right? According to the Bible, all sinners will go to hell, right? And according to the Bible, salvation is for all. Now, some of you come to this and yes, we want them to accept Jesus Christ, we want them to accept the gospel, but then you forget you are a representation of the gospel. Whosoever you are preaching the gospel to will not see the image of Jesus Christ first. They will not see the face of Jesus Christ. They will see your face. You are the face they attach to the gospel first. You are their contact point to Christ. Yes, it is your job to bring the word of God, but then they see the character of the word of god they see the character of god through you it is unfortunately probably an unfair reality that we christians have to live with but i think it is the reality and we have to do our best with it so imagine telling somebody that they need to accept jesus christ and jesus christ died for their sins died for their own salvation but then and that jesus christ is as a result of god's love towards humanity but then they look at you they look at your eyes and all they see from your eyes towards them is disgust all they see from your eyes towards them is some form of hate and they wonder what have i done to you you hate me simply for existing sure they exist in a state of sin but don't we all in some sense exist in a state of sin but then what about the other parts of the bible that also says that we should fight for those who are oppressed we should fight for injustice what about the injustice of lgbt people 
what about the injustice we caused to them? I remember there was a time a church in Abuja, a rainbow church or something. I don't know if it exists still, but I remember when that church was made. It was made by somebody who was gay for people who are gay but still love the Lord and want to commune with scriptures and everything. I want a safe space. And I remember Nigerians attacked them. To be more specific, Christians attacked them. And when I say attacked them, not just with words, we were stoning them. We hacked them with machetes. We came to their churches and beat them up. And you are surprised by the fact that I'm saying we. But the Bible teaches us that the entire body of Christ is one. We talk about this with persecution. Whenever we hear about Christians in Libya being bombed or Christians in China being being killed or Christians in Afghanistan being beheaded, we talk about this and then we say, you know, as a church, if one, if one part of the body is suffering, we are all suffering. But if one part of the body is also committing crimes, is also committing acts of hatred, we are also implicit in it because we are one body. We do not get to pick and choose what the actions of the one body are or like which ones we are part of wrong doctrines we are all implicit because we do not call them out and we do not correct them wrong actions cover up or sexual abuse we are all implicit because we do not call them out and we do not correct them we hide behind authority we hide behind scripture and the bible and we see ourselves as morally exempt and morally separate from the entire world when just in fact we are just as uh, as the entire world and so we look at gay people and then we say you're an abomination come to christ come and be saved come and be changed because we think there's something about them that is inherently wrong when it's the exactly it's exactly the same thing that is inherently wrong with all of us we are all children of adam we are all born with sin and it is that sin according to the doctrines of christianity that creates what we know know as homosexuality and yes while we can't say oh this is scientifically what causes somebody to become a homosexual i haven't seen anything to back that claim up or being born this way but i still do not deny that they are born this way we just don't know how although in a sense probably because of sin that same sin exists in all of us and like the bible says temptation is not uncommon we are all tempted in one way or the other you with adultery him with homosexuality you are both the same dear christians Yet, we deem it fit to talk about these people like as if they are devil incarnate. We do not want to see their struggles. We do not want to see the oppression they, they suffer from in society. We do not want to see how we've chased them to hide. And one of the best ways we've done this is with the justification that we are protecting children. We fear that the existence of homosexuals, of gay people, would infect our children in some, whatever that means, honestly. Homosexuality is not a disease that you can catch. It's not something that you can transmit. And you know, why you might hear stories online of straight people, you know, finally dating 
somebody of the same sex maybe they fell in love and everything doesn't necessarily mean they become homosexual it just means they committed homosexual acts or they're engaging in the scene of homosexuality at the time but that doesn't inherently make them homosexual in the sense of how we like to think about it today but that is just aside we think that the existence of LGBT content, you know, seeing two men kiss on screen would over-sexualize our children and in that we want to protect them from that, which protecting children from being sexualized way too early or over-sexualized in the sense of the word and how it's supposed to be defined is justifiable. But then we, like I always like to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions and we do not see how our quote-unquote good intentions actually causes us to be what the one thing christ was not here to become the bible says that god did not send the son of man to condemn the world but to save it and we are ambassadors of the gospel we are ambassadors of the son of man here on earth we are ambassadors of christ but yet we have become champions of condemnation and not salvation yes homosexuality is a sin and why am I saying this like as if I am reading spoken word? I'm not reading from a script, by the way. I'm just saying this from my mind, from my heart. While we are ambassadors of the gospel, and yes, I will always stand on the side of the gospel. I always want to stand biblically on matters. I also recognize that the Bible says we should fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. We should speak up for those who are oppressed, who are unjustly treated in our society. Yet, we only do that for those we prefer to be like us. We only do that for those who look and act like us. The idea that LGBT content would over-sexualize our children might find some basis. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know too much, but I think it might find some basis. I'm not about to throw it entirely out the window. But yet, I seem to remember when I started watching porn and I had problems with porn and how I got to... What's the word? interact with porn at a really really early age i seem to remember the person or should i say the people that i got introduced to this by were not homosexual they were straight people many of my friends we exchanged porn dicks in secondary school and guess where we found them we didn't buy most of them even though they were available to buy in public fine safe eh, safe mm. But yes, they were very readily available to buy. We exchanged pawn discs like as if we were exchanging series. And guess how many of them found them? Under their parents' beds, in their parents' wardrobes. In fact, some of them found them in the sitting room because their parents could not be bothered to hide it. Or maybe not their parents, their uncles, their aunties. Either way, most of us grew up extremely sexualized and not by gay people we are sexualized by our fathers and mothers we're over sexualized by our brothers and sisters our aunties our uncles our teachers majority of these people were not homosexual in fact they could not be openly homosexual because they knew they would be condemned for it so maybe some of them were and i'm not here to deny the reality of somebody who was over sexualized as a kid by somebody who is homosexual but here we are trying to paint homosexuals trying to paint gay people in essence as having this agenda to over sexualize our kids and i will not lie sometimes it does seem that way i do see some content that i'm like why are we teaching children five years below or even below 10 years about transgenderism and all that kind of stuff why you can make the argument that you know it is good to give representation and let these children see that they there are people like them at the same time i'm still thinking it's a six-year-old 
really. But that beside, many of us, we sexualize children in ways we didn't even realize. You look at this five-year-old boy and then you look at him and you say, ah, Omoa, this boy fine, eh? This boy, you are going to break many hearts. Girls will just be running after you. Newsflash. <laughs> that is problematic. And you are probably listening to this and going, what? Eh? I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you see ladies, you see women, you know, I'm quoting, I'm saying women because men, many times we tend to call out men when they do these things like this because it's just creepy. But we don't see how creepy it is when women do it. You know, a woman will see a 12 year old boy and be like, ah, oh, well, this boy is handsome. Well, well, when you're grown up, you'll be so fine. You know? eh? Sure, I can come back for him. You know, when you're older, I'll come back for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm, 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 mm. That is sexually interacting with a minor. <laughs> I'm not trying to be very condemning. Condemning English is a problem. I'm not trying to be very condemning with this episode, but at the same time, I am trying to call out. And most of the time, when you are trying to call out, it sounds like condemnation. So, who knows? Maybe you people will see the reason behind this. Many times we tend to view children as through this lens of extreme innocence and I fight against that idea a lot because I do not think children are inherently innocent. I think children also bear the problem of original sin the same way we all do and it manifests at early stages of their lives and so that idea of innocence it doesn't really apply but then we have also realized that whenever we talk about children being innocent we are mostly talking about in a sexual form and i tend to agree with that i do not want kids to be sexualized before they are ready for it i do not want anybody below you know like them not give an age preference to this before somebody come and attack me on, on that but you guys get what i mean i want children to grow up safe healthy mindset and all that kind of things but we forget in part of our rhetoric of let's protect the children that some of these children are also gay some of these children are also lgbt so what happens to that 12 year old that was found with kissing another guy but then taken to a select church and then the select reverend pastor i don't know why they call themselves priests was whipping him by the beach trying to cast out the demon of homosexuality what happens to that gay kid that was sent out of his house because his father would not have an abomination under his roof? What happens to that teenager that is constantly bullied in school because he walks and talks like a girl? What happens to that guy who has been serving the Lord in church for a really long time and then won't sleep up? The max falls off just for a second and you see the way he is and then you ban him from all workstations in the church because you cannot have an abomination in the house of God. What about you? If a friend came out to you and said they were gay, what would be your reaction? Would you push them out of your life? Would you start acting differently around them even though you are not inherently pushing them out of your life? You are just subconsciously doing so. Do you think reactions like that are very Christian-like? Do we think the ideology of hate and vitriol, of disgust and disdain that we have towards the LGBT community, do we think that these things are proper for us to have as Christians? And do you think that it's proper for us to weaponize children as the reason for why we express these issues? 
Honestly speaking, I don't think majority of people actually have a problem seeing two men kiss on screen. I know most guys don't have a problem seeing two women kiss on screen and probably having sex. Let's be honest, man. We most of us don't have a problem with that. So maybe the reaction to this is not wholly from a moral sense of duty. Maybe it's cultural. And maybe it's also due to strongholds in our minds. You know, some people actually genuinely believe that if your son or daughter has a gay teacher, they are going to molest those children. Let me tell you, now why I can make an entire episode looking at the literature on this, research has been done numerous times and there is no data out there to prove that your children are in danger of homosexuals just as much as they are in danger of heterosexuals. In fact, in most abuse cases, most of the abusers are heterosexual in nature and not homosexual. But enough about data. I'm here to make just an emotional argument and also just, you know, try to hopefully one person, one Christian will listen to this and think about their homophobic rhetoric. It's very shameful to us as Christians to think that it is okay for us to open our mouths and speak words of hate and disdain towards a particular group or set of people and think that we are righteous in doing that. I cannot for the life of me understand why. I remember, was it back in 2015? I think that was when the same-sex marriage law was passed in America and then worldwide they almost became like as if that was when Nigeria knew gay people existed even though we've known these things for a long time. We just didn't want to admit I remember during that time a lot of pulpits were preaching hate and how gay people were going to burn in hell and I remember for the first time in my life I was scared of the word of God and not righteously scared like oh god damn God is mighty I was scared of what it would mean for me as a Christian if I if I chose to be a Christian if I chose to continue being a Christian would I have to hate people was that part of the deal of being a Christian? And thank God I read the Bible for myself and I realized, no. Thank God I have really awesome Bible teachers and really awesome Christians around me and I also realized, no. But even these awesome people do not realize how contradictory their, their attitudes are. We forget the fruit of the Spirit when it comes to interacting with somebody who is gay. We forget the characteristics of love when it comes to interacting with somebody who is lesbian. We forget that we are ambassadors of Christ when it comes to interacting with the LGBT community. So we are very, very much okay hating on gay people. And like I said, I do not think it's because we view ourselves or we are trying to be um, honorers of the word of God. I don't think it's because we are actually... I don't think it's because we actually care that God doesn't like homosexuality or that god thinks homosexuality is a sin i think it's just a way for us to feel better about ourselves that we are morally righteous in our own way when even when the bible says that all form of righteousness of man is rags before the lord and that we are all saved by faith it's not our works really is not so you as a straight person will do nothing to earn heaven except believe in Christ, which is exactly the same thing as a homosexual. They will do nothing to earn heaven except believing in Christ. We are both on the same boat. <sighs> you know, imagine this 
differently in my head when I was when I was going to be talking about this. I imagine it differently. I imagine I might be coming at this with some sort of righteous anger. Or I might be coming at this quoting stats and different things. But honestly speaking, I I talk about this while also looking at myself and asking myself how have I reacted how have i what things have i said about gay people what things have i said to somebody as a christian and then use my status as a christian as a believer in christ as cover up for that kind of nonsense it's tough to look at your own behavior especially when it involves an aspect of society or an aspect of our communities that society will have you think the worst of and let me tell you the truth right now i think this is the truth if you as a christian think of somebody who is gay see somebody who is gay and automatically feel disdain irritation it is not of god god will not have you look at somebody else who he created and think to yourself what a disgusting abomination Mm-mm. i i refuse to believe god is like that because if we do say that God wishes for all men to be saved and for all men to live. I don't think he wants us as his ambassadors to look down on people or to look at people as less than human simply because of a sin when he himself doesn't take that approach towards interacting with human beings. So yeah, I guess it's just food for thought. If you are really if you really care about safeguarding children from being over-sexualized, then you also need to realize that Cartoons where people kiss is sexualization. I mean, we see children cartoons, we, we see children watch animes, we see Wonder children watch Wonder Woman. Do you see how sexualized our costume is? That's bad for children, by the way. A lot of children cartoon, even Disney cartoons, involves a lot of violence. Why do we think that is okay for children? I mean, many of us grew up on movies like Jurassic Park terminator those were movies with a lot of violence those were movies that were greenlit for kids and we don't think there's anything wrong with all those kind of movies where is our desire to protect and save the children during those times or we only think children need to be saved from seeing two men kiss on the screen I'm not up for teaching children how to masturbate. Honestly, I'm going to knock you over your head. If, if, if possible, behead you in 10 different dimensions if you try to do that. But at the same time, I will also call you to attention that, yo, our beauty and the beast is not a good cartoon for your kid to watch. Bestiality is in beauty and the beast. I know it seems extreme, but it is what it is. A human woman falling for a beast that stands and talks and walks like a man. Just because it changes into a fine prince in the end doesn't change the fact that for most of the movie, she is fraternizing with a, with a beast, an animal. Or should we talk about Snow White? And how in the actual story of Snow White, she was dead. And the prince that came about, whether prince or vizier or something, came about, slept with her dead body. I mean, technically, even in the cartoon, she is dead and then the, the prince kisses a dead woman. Apart from sexual assault, necrophilia. Do you really think that is good for kids? I mean, while children may not understand some of what they see, it does affect them to some essence. It's why I'm also against letting children see horror movies. Just because I turned out alright, does not mean another person's child is going to turn out alright. 
if we really want to protect kids, we would reform our educational system. We will have school start later and not so early as 7.30 in the morning. Really, children going to school at 7.30 in the morning and we think that makes sense. I'm a school teacher and even I myself have to acknowledge the research on this that it is bad. It damages the brain of teenagers, it damages the brain of the brain and upbringing of children, but we are not willing to admit all of that. We are not willing to admit a lot of things, how okay we are with teenagers, minors consuming alcohol from our own hands. Where is our desire to protect kids during those moments? Where is our desire to protect children during those moments? There is a lot of hypocrisy whenever we say, you know, we have to think about the children, we have to think about the kids. You are not thinking about them. You simply want righteous justification to express hate. And I'm not here to change anybody's mind about the fact that homosexuality is a sin. I stand with the Bible that it is a sin. I'm not about to, I'm not here to argue with that. But I'm also here to argue where is the discussion of God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Why is it always so different when it comes to the LGBT community but we kind of give everybody else a pass? Even that person that has lied to us 10,000 times even yourself we need to look at our behavior we need to look at our ideology we need to look at how we've been treating people and maybe a reform maybe a reform in how how we think in how we look at life and how we view people needs to come about we as christians need to do better this episode was not to argue for homosexuality in any form it was to argue for love. It was to argue for protecting minorities. It was to argue for preaching the gospel, but also remembering that we are supposed to love these people regardless of whether they accept the gospel or not, regardless of whether they agree with us or not, regardless of whether they insult us or not. We cannot choose who to love and simply say, hey, I'm human. No, we are called to a higher purpose than that. We are called to a higher standard than that. If you are the type of person that you're, and some of you do have gay friends, you just don't know it, but if you are the type of person that your gay friend is really, really afraid to talk to, and even just let know that, yes, I struggle with homosexuality, or I've chosen to live the homosexual life, you probably need to look into that a bit. Well, that's all I have for this episode. It's a long one. It's an emotional one. And I didn't even really fully talk about everything I wanted to talk about, but I think this is enough. And I'm going to address other, other issues under this particular topic, you know, our rhetoric and everything. Maybe maybe I should do a episode on homosexuality and sex child molestation because many people believe that homosexuals are very much likely prone to abuse children sexually abused children i mean when that is not true and that has been proven numerous times but people still believe it for some reason even though your children suffer more abuse from your straight people from your straight friends from our straight uncles and daddies from our straight aunties and mommies (sighs) this is a lot and after this episode i'm probably I i need to go and get a shower drink cold water probably get a snack or something because this is a lot to talk about and it's not really easy to call out my fellow christian brothers and sisters because i love these people i love church i love being a christian i love christ 
but at the same time i also love my gay friends and while i do want to see many of them come to christ i also i'm in pain whenever i see how much they suffer in the entire world i remember a friend that was almost in danger due to people blackmailing him about his sexuality i remember stories online about keto you know this thing where straight men will post to be gay online so that they can trap other gay men torture them blackmail them extort them etc 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 this happens and many of these people you would they will tell you they are christians and you don't you you can't say outrightly that they are not because it's been proven christians do do terrible things we do we do and until we start admitting that <laughs> we are not going to get better in any aspect so that is all i have for you guys today thank you very much for listening to this episode um i hope this episode does cause for thoughts in some of us you know we might not be the type that you know actively hate gay people and think they are disgusting and you know they should we don't want to have anything to do with them in our lives but we might also know people who do and we might also kind of silently approve of people who do i'm just here to call our attention to that and also ask the question as christians is this good is this right is this holy and righteous is this what jesus will do so yeah it's pride month people let's protect the kids